Good evening, all you jeepers and creepers out there, and welcome to another episode of Over the Horizon, where I like to shout into the void about all kinds of things relating to the horror genre. I'm, of course, your mysterious host, and we're going to shake it up a little tonight. Um, You know, I had a shot of Jack, so I'm feeling a little loosey-goosey. I'm in a little bit of a funk, too, because this episode was supposed to be about something else. It was supposed to be about... um, four movies like usual that all had an overarching theme and I was really excited for it too I was really excited I was really proud of what I picked I had four movies picked out and I watched the first one and I just I couldn't it was just I don't know if the movie itself was bad or if I myself was just in a funk because I haven't been watching movies lately and I was maybe just feeling like I was forcing myself to watch a movie that's why this movie shall remain um, unnamed because I don't want people to have a negative um view this movie without me actually you know seeing it all the way through but yeah i know i was watching it and i was like gosh i something about this movie is just either, either the movie was just completely boring and because that's the thing it was either the movie was completely boring because i wasn't feeling entertained at all or my or my me myself i was in some sort of funk that just kept me from enjoying the movie and i wasn't sure which and i i really feel like i want to give a movie my full attention in my full, I want I want the movies to be good. You know, I go into every movie hoping it to be good because like that's the best feeling in the world when you watch something you think is gonna be terrible, and it's all of a sudden amazing. You know, that's a great feeling to me. Um, I went into when we did the first episode and it was Nicolas Cage. That was most of the movies. Most of the movies I was in back of my head. I was like, I've heard this movie is bad, or you know, I've seen the scenes where he's being really schlocky and weird, but like. I'm going to give it a chance because there's a chance it'll be good. And like most of them were good. Uh, I feel like everything other than the color out of space was, was really good. Um, even the color out of space. I know I recommended other movies in place of it, but that was a decent enough film. You know, I didn't have a strong negative reaction to it. It was just, I know movies that are better that do those things that that movie's trying to do better. So, but yeah, that's that's kind of how I felt. Like, I was watching this movie that was going to be for this episode, and I was just like, I just don't know if I'm not enjoying this because the movie or because I'm in a funk. So, what else could I do an hour-long podcast on? That is what I was wondering. And, you know, the one thing I kind of wanted to talk about is, you know, just the genre as it's on its own, I guess. That's something I've always wanted to do, just talk about, like, horror in general, Um talk about like my feelings about horror why do I like horror why do I you know enjoy certain aspects of horror what what is horror too that was another thing I was thinking about um so you know I I think this episode I have sort of a guideline of how I want to talk about it but um that's sort of a guideline for this episode but uh I also kind of just want to free ball it a little bit you know I just kind of just want to free wheel it that's the word free balling means going commando I think but I want to freewheel this episode. Um, so yeah, I, I guess uh, really it just comes into like, why why do people like horror? I mean, I can't talk for everyone and that's going to be with everything, like all this stuff. I can't be the, you know, I'm not going to be a person who can just say for everyone, but like I can talk about personally for me. I don't think I'm an aficionado in the horror genre. That for sure, for sure. Not like someone who knows everything about it. I'm not an authority in the sense that I feel like I know more or my opinion should be respected more. But I feel like in the sense that everyone who's a fan could have some sort of authority when they talk about this kind of stuff is um, definitely a way I could 
you, myself, and everyone else who likes the genre. Because, um, I mean, you know, no one has everyone else's experiences, you know. So it everyone has a different perspective on horror. And, you know, I don't think someone's going to listen to this or any of my stuff and say, like, hey, you know, I believe everything he believes. But I do think that you – I've done it many times where I've, I'll watch someone on – a video or I'll listen to a podcast and I'll take little things. I'll be like, you know, I like that. Cause that explains something I personally feel. And he's just able to, you know, articulate it better. Or I just heard it out loud. So it makes sense. You know, someone else knows that feeling that I know. So I, I personally like horror. I, I really just like how in horror you can explore themes that you can't really explore in other movies. Um, it's just, yeah, it's like taboo stuff that you wouldn't be able to normally talk about in other movies. And I think that leads to some more interesting stories. Um, I've talked about um, recently, I talked, not recently, but like the first, going back to the Nicolas Cage episode, I talked about Mom and Dad, which was a movie about parents all of a sudden getting this um, urge to <laughs> kill their kids. And I thought it was going to be kind of goofy, but it really had this interesting theme that was like, you know, sometimes your kids drive you nuts. And sometimes my kid drives me nuts too. I love that kid to death. He's my best friend in the world. But sometimes uh, it drives me nuts. And having a kid's a trip. It is a trip. And I feel like because I have a kid, certain movies, I have like a, we, I have like this different appreciation for stuff. You know, like I have this, because a lot of movies, uh, I think when they focus on older people, they focus on them being parents a lot of the time. So like, I feel like some people who are into this genre who either are younger and don't have kids or just, you know, made the choice that later on life, you know, they want to have their kids later in life. It's a little different for them to watch stuff where the main characters are parents like poltergeist. Um, but like for me, I see that and I'm like, immediately I connect, I connect like poltergeist. I watch poltergeist and I immediately connected because um, any movie where uh, a kid disappears that terrifies me in horror movies when the kid's in danger or the kid's possessed or anything i immediately connect with the parents because you know that's 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 playing upon a fear that you know i have you know <laughs> like my kid being in trouble um so yeah i can connect to those film those those types of films a lot more easy i guess and uh you know uh and, and but also you know on the flip side with like mom and dad uh you know it's also that feeling of, like sometimes being a parent sucks so it's cool and no one wants to talk about that in Hollywood you know no no one really wants to be like I don't know because like in Hollywood and a lot of films like I think you're just told like okay yeah once you have a family that's basically it that's the end of your life you're just happily ever after but there is lots of still angst and uh, growing up to do and I feel like movies don't really like to explore that unless either they're like a you know just supposed to be very dramatic or be usually horror films horror films do that pretty well with having these uh interesting uh narratives about parentings and family i think one i watched very recently and i didn't watch this to review it because it's just i think it's just a classic and i i just particularly thought i needed to watch it you know it was, it was a racer head i watched a racer head and i was very surprised with how in depth a racer head I, I, I really thought growing up my friend wanted me to watch racer head and just how he described it and we were kids he just it, he just said oh it's weird and I was like, okay, I don't really want to watch it. Just a weird movie. And last time he recommended me something was Ring, and I was terrified, so I didn't want to watch Eraserhead. I thought it was too scary for me, and I thought it was just too weird. And I watched it recently, and I was like, wow, this movie very accurately um, 
conveys the, the 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 feelings you get as a new parent as an expecting parent as a it, it's it's yeah i was like wow this is amazing and it's like stuff you i mean in, in another movie it would just be boring like if it was just a normal movie about a baby crying a lot and uh because that's the story the story of the racer head spoilers but it's also a classic so you should just either go see it or maybe you've probably have seen it already is you know this guy essentially his uh girlfriend gets pregnant and gives birth to this disgusting monster baby and they decide to take care of it and it's just hell for them that's basically the plot it's a pretty simple plot but it's the it's it's the execution that's so good because you know it you really do it's it, for both parents and it's different for moms and dads it's 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 very uh interesting because um you know the the kids this the, this little creepy kid this monster kid it looks amazing the effects looks amazing just by the way but like this little creepy monster kid is just crying constantly and the mother constantly has to dote on it and you know it, really you can tell it's affecting the mother in a very negative way and i i witnessed that i witnessed that with when my kid was born when a kid's born all they want is their mom and it's exhausting for the mother it's completely exhausting for the mother um and, you know, I, I thought that was very interesting that that was something that was very accurately conveyed in Eraserhead. She was, the baby was constantly crying for the mother and she constantly had a dote over it. And I, I really liked that. I really liked that a lot. And then, um, you know, when the she eventually, the mother leaves and leaves just the man um, with the baby. And even then, like, you know, it's just, <laughs> and, you know, his the way he reacts to the baby and eventually... I mean, the way the movie ends, again, this is a big spoiler, but the end of the movie ends is he decides to kill the child. It's deformed and, you know, causing him nothing but trouble. But, like, that's basically the idea. is like this idea of, like, maybe it's just better off if I killed the baby. And, you know, I don't want to say I ever felt the feeling like, oh, I want to kill my baby. Obviously, that's ter- terrible. Um, but you do get angry. <laughs> you do get angry at your kid a lot. And uh, it's just not something I think, like, in a normal film they would – show you know i feel like for the most part horror is the only genre that would show something like that you know um but even then like on the flip side like i said with poltergeist like poltergeist shows a family like a dad a mom and a dad like they're the main characters and the whole idea of the film is like them protecting their family and their daughter specifically which i love you know (laughs) like and that's relatable in the complete opposite spectrum you know where it's just like there's this big threat, you know, and the fear is on the outside of the family and they need to protect their kid, you know? And I just feel like horror does that the best because it, it really, you know, you, you was able, they're so easily able to go between those two kind of things, like the fear of being a part of family, the fear of protecting your family. Um, yeah, I just feel like horror does that really well. And, you know, I, I, I just like that a lot. I really do like that about horror. Um, and then just in general, like horror explores things that like just it, cerebral things, like things that are uncomfortable to talk about. And, you know, it's really just interesting because I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I'm I'm really in my head a lot and I just don't get the same. And that might be what I didn't like about that movie I was watching earlier. I'm not going to say what it was, but it was a very superficial movie. It felt like it was very Hollywood. And those are the kind of movies that just been upsetting me lately. I don't like movies where everything is just just perfect and hunky hunky dory. And I don't know, it just it just bothers me. And it's not like I'm trying to be edgy or artsy, but it's just like I can't relate to it on any level. It just makes it it just makes it so hard for me to care. 
And I, I really just need that kind of, I just have that morbid curiosity. Like I just need that, just this weird stuff happening. I need weird stuff. I need stuff that's questioning, I don't know, morality and life because that's where I'm at in my life where I'm just thinking about that stuff a lot. And it can be kind of like when you're in your head like that, I feel like it can be really easy to get lost and sad and disheartened. But then when you watch a movie and you see that someone was feeling the same way and they were able to personify that feeling of fear into a monster or a story or a place, I like that a lot. It makes me feel good, you know? And it's, yeah, um, I just think horror does that really well. It helps, I think, in especially with like writing horror too. Like I, I'm not trying to like push any of my writing. I haven't published any of my writing, but I write a lot. And it's usually horror because like, I feel like that's the closest to not that I had like a bad life, but I feel like that's the closest to real life. I do feel like horror is the closest to real life because life is very scary and full of questions and mystery. And I horror is just a way of exploring that. I feel like, um, yeah, that's how I feel. I definitely feel that way. I mean, there's other things I like, there's other types of movies I like, but I just feel like horror for that aspect, that aspect of life horror does really well. And then um, the other thing I really like about horror is it's the most original genre. That's I, I can say over every other genre, horror has remained like the most just original genre in my head. Um, you know, I do think there's lulls. It has lulls where it's just very, you know, the same kind of movie coming out over and over again, but especially recently, but you know, just kind of as a blanket term, but especially recently, you know, all these movies coming out, they're all, they're all, I don't know. They're just all superhero movies for the most part. And, I don't like the superhero movies as much. Um, there's been some superhero stuff that's been coming out that I've been interested in. Uh, most of them have to do with the mutants because uh, I watched Legion, which was really cool. And um, Legion was really good. I don't remember where I watched Legion, what like service it's on, but Legion was a very cool uh, take on the whole uh the mutant stuff well and then get more to that but like and then that new mutants movie that is coming out or might come out i'm not sure or is out i'm not sure but it's that was supposed to be like a horror um superhero movie and then the wandavision too and she's still a mutant in my heart i don't care what any company disney can't take that from me <laughs> scarlet which is a mutant you can't take that from me just because the stupid you know they couldn't say that she was a mutant like a you know, five years ago or whenever Ultron came out, but yeah, no, um, you know, but all the mutant stuff seems really cool. All that stuff seems really creepy and weird. And it kind of fits like, I liked comic books back in the day and they were very weird and goofy. And I feel like the movies coming out now, they're just like, Oh, I don't know. Again, just that Hollywood stuff. Everything's perfect. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. It's Disney. Um, yeah, it's just the same and the same and the same, the same, the same, the same, the same. And, uh, but horror movie, and then this, and this is with everything too. It's like the, the, the 80s remakes, constantly 80s remakes, 80s sequels, um, just nostalgia. It's just like all these movies now are just being made for people who are just not able to let go of these old franchises. You gotta let franchises die. That's just like something, and that may be weird because horror is terrible at letting franchises die, but I think it's becoming just a pan, it's just becoming like a, and, it's becoming something that's just happening all over Hollywood. I think we always hear the term like uh, creatively bankrupt a lot about Hollywood, but that's just like everything is just a reboot. And the only like super cool original movies I think are coming out are always horror films. Horror films are always like, 
you know, I'll see like, oh, what are the new releases? And it'll be like all these superhero films, all these remakes of like 80s action and sci-fi films. And then there'll be like one horror film that just looks like, wow, that's crazy. That looks super interesting. It's just a weird concept or something. Um, you know, sometimes they're just, you know, again, something from like Blumhouse that seems really cheaper, you know, kind of cliche. But uh, every so often you get those uh, gems. And I feel like you get those more often with horror than anything else. And, and it's, again, just because horror is such a weird nebulous thing, you can get so much out of the genre because it's just, it's really hard to define. It's very hard to fi- define uh, the horror genre which is why for the next part of the show uh, we're going to be talking about defining the horror genre <laughs> and, uh, you know because like that's something that I guess, think gets argued a lot because you know right now I'm playing Earthbound and that's going to that's on the, the YouTube channel right now I'm playing through Earthbound and I I, I make kind of like jokes like oh you know I think it's horror you know Earthbound counts as horror and it's like, well, like, what what makes it count as horror? And to me, what makes Earthbound count as horror is it does have particular tropes that are indicative of, like, the horror genre. Um, and I, I think that's something that, like, is also just, but, like, you know, the genre norms for horror are also very strange, you know? Because when you say, like, what's the, what's the genre norms for fantasy? And you immediately think of Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is fantasy. I mean, there's obviously, there's different types of fantasy, but, like, the most common thing people think of when they think of, like, high fantasy is Lord of the Rings. Like, that's, it's, it's like, um, something that people, all dungeon masters can base their worlds off of for the most part. And, you know, you do get the weird places in fantasy, like, you know, Conan the Barbarian has some very strange, like, not typical of Tolkienistic fantasy, um, Elder Scrolls 2, depending on what part of Tamriel you're in, like Morrowind, that's very different type of fantasy. But, you know, for the most part, it's very close derivative of Tolkien and, you know, The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. So, like, fantasy genre is very easily definable. Uh, same thing with science fiction. I think science fiction is, like, you immediately, when I say science fiction, you think spaceships, uh, you know, you think lasers, robots. Um, you know, there's different parts of, you know, like, there's, because there's, like, cyberpunk and, uh, then there's like space opera but for the most part like all those things kind of coincide of each other like even in Blade Runner they talk about spaceships and stuff it's just you don't see it on screen and you know I'm sure in Star Wars there's like tons of cities that are just like uh the one in Blade Runner it's just different aspects of it because you I mean that's what you just think of you think of high technology usually in the future but sometimes it's in the past but it doesn't really matter it's in the past because it still looks futuristic so it's like, you know, I think sci-fi and fantasy, it's very easy to define those. I mean, someone might come at me and say, like, well, there's all these different things. But for the most part, I think when you say science fiction and fantasy, the imagery people think of is, like, immediate. And I think that would be hard to argue. Um, but with horror, I mean, like, think about it. Like, I think there's different um, – people get different ideas when they think of horror because I feel like it's, again, so varied. Um for instance, uh, like, like when I say horror, what do you think of? Do you think of like, like just think, like first thing I say horror. What is like the first film, the first book, like the imagery that enters your head? You know, because because I think when I think of it, I get like, I don't know. When I think of horror, I do think more of um, I do think of stuff like Earthbound because I do think of like Stephen King, I guess. Because in I mean, it's a weird comparison, but like 
Earthbound's very like indicative of stuff that's like in Stephen King books. You know, you got a small group of kids who are going out to, you know, defeat some big evil. So it's very much like it. Uh, they the kids have psychic powers, which is like there's so many Stephen King books where, um, the kids have powers and movies where the kids have powers, like you know Carrie obviously, but like you know so I do think of that immediately, and then just like. I don't know. I just, it's the fact that it's like such an Amer. it's made in Japan, but it's meant to be like taking place in America. And I think Stephen King is like the guy who's able to put horror so seamlessly in America. So I just think of that, you know, I think of, I think of the kind of like worlds that Stephen King has built. When I think of uh, horror, I think of that. That's just like what I think about. I think of like New England towns full of like these old, dude drinking beer and you know then like an evil clown or werewolf or psychic prom queen comes out and you know is able to kill them or something that's what i think about but you know that might not be what you think about because maybe when i said horror you're thinking well i really like those universal films that came out or i really like mary shelley or um edgar Allan Poe. so maybe you think of like that gothic horror you know maybe you're thinking of these large spires you know black spires going into gray skies and you know uh, monochromatic uh, <laughs> Tesla coils that are, you know, bringing back the undead. Um, you know, uh, maybe that's what you think about. Like, you know, or you just, maybe you just read a lot. So maybe you just have like that, you know, that kind of uh, Anne Rice vampire kind of deal going on. Like you think of, I don't know. So like maybe that's what you think of. But then some people, like tons of people nowadays, they love H.P. Lovecraft. Like H.P. Lovecraft is like their you know, the guy, they're like, this is the guy, this is the guy who's invented horror, and, you know, this is how horror is supposed to be, is the best type of horror, it's so deep and awesome, not to, like, make fun of, not, I'm not insulting H.P. Lovecraft, but his fans can get a little, um, because some people are just like, oh, it's got tentacles, it's Lovecraftian, it's, it's like, okay, so every documentary about an octopus is Lovecraftian, but, <laughs> um, but, you know, maybe that's what you think of. Maybe you think of, like, giant monoliths in the middle of the ocean or unspeakable alien entities. Um, maybe that's what you think about. Maybe you played the Call of the Cthulhu game and, you you know, you think about, like, investigators trying to figure out, like, you know, mysteries and stuff in the 1920s. So, like, a little, you know, before Stephen King, but a little, you know, good amount after the gothic horror, you know. So, maybe that's what you think about. So, you know, and then some people, I imagine... When they think of horror, uh, they think of the movies, like especially the movies from like the '80s, that are just like blood and guts and schlock and sex, and you know, like maybe that's what you think about. You're immediately like puppet combo video games, you know, where it's just like I just think of you know that visceral, and then even with like that with the visceral gore and stuff. Maybe some people, I mean, depending on you know your taste or maybe where you're from, you might think of something like J horror. Like maybe it's your thing that you think of when you think of horror is Junji Ito because Junji Ito to me is like iconic. You know, his art is iconic and it's something completely just out of this world. And it's something so different than everything I just talked about. And the thing for me is, you know, maybe maybe some aspects of horror are bigger than others. Like maybe some genre norms like you think like the gothic and Stephen King stuff kind of is prevailing, I think, but there's so much other stuff too. That's just like, it's really hard for me to like think of a more varied genre, I guess. It's just, and that's just how I feel, you know, cause there's just so much stuff I'm not touching on that, you know, someone could easily bring up. Um, 
because like I didn't even talk because even like stuff like fantasy and science fiction like I talked about you can put horror into it and I guess you can do it vice versa but I feel like once it becomes like horror in space or like horror fantasy it becomes more horror than it becomes fantasy or sci-fi if that makes sense I feel like like yeah aliens a science fiction story but like I feel like it's mostly known for being terrifying and more of horror I guess I don't know and I also think and that's an interesting thing to bring up too because I feel like some of that genre stuff um depending on context could take away from the horror or you know so like for instance like werewolves and vampires like werewolves and vampires yeah that's a staple of like horror but it's also a staple of fantasy so like this Dungeons and Dragons has all types of lycanthropes and all types of uh you know bloodthirsty vampire kind of undead stuff too and um does that make elder scrolls and dungeons and dragons um horror so do, does something become like something like a vampire become in like intrinsically less horror related as it goes back in time it becomes more fantasy like you know is there a difference between like because like think about it, like if, if you're in, like a skeleton it's considered like an icon of horror but like there's tons of games that have skeletons and it's not like a horror skeleton it's a fantasy skeleton um not to say there aren't fantasy games and media that aren't horror like i would say dark souls is a pretty good like fantasy game that's also got horror stuff in it but is it like horror because it's got like skeletons and undead in it or is it because like there's some legitimately scary parts in dark skulls that, that's just kind of how i it's it's kind of and then here's the big one this is my biggest point i'm making with all this stuff with like tropes and icon graphy or whatever it's called and symbolism uh what about stuff that has all the things i just talked about vampires uh cthulhu you know killer clowns but isn't scary what about that stuff like think about uh the adams family is the adams family horror i mean it has all that tropes the tropes of like gothic horror and stuff you know it's got the big house and the creepy family and uh a few monsters but is it horror just by having that stuff in there because it's not scary same thing with like you know the grim adventures of billy and mandy that's got lots of tons and tons of references to horror it's you know i watched that show tons as a kid and it has and now that i'm like older and i'm watching like all these movies i'm like oh my god i remember that from billy and mandy like there's direct references to tons of horror films in billy and mandy but does that make it horror because it's not particularly scary see what i mean um i think i think you know yeah so it's like i don't know that's just something to think about is the stuff that you think of when you think of horror so that's like the first part of my definition of horror i think the other definition which i think is a little bit more obvious is is it scary because obviously that's kind of what most people expect when they think of horror you know even though like i think we very easily say like oh adam's family is like kind of horror i mean like yeah it's funny but young frankenstein too like that kind of stuff but is it horror like we call it a horror comedy but it's not scary so obviously something being scary doesn't define whether something's considered horror because i would say young frankenstein definitely counts adam's family counts but that's just because it has those tropes in it so and then here's another thing is something being scary enough to make it horror think about it because there's lots of movies i think that are scary that aren't necessarily horror or would you i mean i'll list a few out like you know say 
like an adjacent genre you know i would say the the thriller the thriller is um something that could be very closely tied to horror but is it horror for instance what's one of my favorite movies is zodiac i love zodiac zodiac's so good um and it's got some legitimately terrifying scenes in it there's some parts of that film that really unnerve me but is it horror because it's like historical fact like that's a very historically accurate film is it okay to say that something that's like historical count as horror I mean, it's based off of a book that a guy wrote based off of his experiences. Are we saying that guy's life, as depicted through his book, horror? Same thing with the comic book I read a while ago when I was in college. It was um, My Friend Dahmer. My Friend Dahmer is a very it's an amazing graphic novel. I think it was made into a movie. And it's about a guy who grew up, and he was best friends not best friends but he was friends with uh jeffrey dahmer growing up does that book count as horror i mean jeffrey dahmer is a fucked up guy but to call his existence horror that sounds a little weird are all documentaries that we find frightening all of a sudden horror that just seems weird to me because you know like war scary but would we call war documentaries horror would we call you know that just seems weird to me, you know? It's just strange that um, it's, a, it's a middle line, too, because obviously parts of Zodiac and My Friend Dahmer are sensationalized, you know, to be kind of scary. Um, but still, it's something that actually happened, so it's hard to say. Um, what about movies that have, like, a single... Not just movies, but, like, media that have a section or a scene or just a part that is scary or horror-related? For instance, uh, Parasite. Parasite, it's a, it's a drama kind of, a little bit of a thriller, um, some, sometimes a comedy. It's, it's a good movie. It won the Academy Award or something. Um, but uh, there's one moment in that movie that's absolutely terrifying. And it's one of the most terrifying scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Does that make it a horror film, though? That film having that one scene that makes it like the, one of the scariest movies in my head, does that make it horror? Just because there's that one scene? I don't, I don't know. And that movie does have some other dark stuff in it, but that doesn't, I don't think that makes it like horror all of a sudden, does it? I don't know. I'm asking you. Video games too. Like a lot of video games, I feel like have that one part that's scary. I feel like that's very common in video games, just have like a single part that's scary. Um, God, what is it called? There's one in Half-Life 2 where it's that, there's like the village full of zombies. It's Raven something. That's that part of that game sticks out as being way scarier than the rest of the game. Um, same thing with um, this one game I played when I was a kid, Pokemon Pearl. Pokemon Pearl has this one part where you go into a haunted mansion, and most Pokemon games have a part like that where you're like, "Oh, this is where I find ghost Pokemon" because it's scary or looks scary, but it's never actually scary. But then that was actually a situation where that haunted house in that game was scary. Um, like there was a little ghost girl walking around and it terrified me as a kid and that part of the game to me was like i'm not going to that part anymore i'm just leaving that alone i'm not going in there um does that make that game a horror game again like that's just what i mean like there's i guess that just you call that just a horror section i guess but yeah i don't know just like to think about that like there's just the one scene you know just that one scene like peewee's uh peewee's the peewee movie with the with uh the trucker lady 
Well, now that I bring up Pee Wee Herman, we can easily transition into my next point, abstract and surreal things. The reason I wanted to do this was like, I was watching the, um, it was the old weird infomercials you'd see on Adult Swim, you know? It was like uh, unedited footage of a bear. Or uh, the other one's Too Many Cooks. And then the other one, I think this one's the most terrifying. It's called, um, it's called This House Has People In It. And it's just security footage of this house. And I don't want to ruin this one, but it's terrifying. Uh, so I would I would look those up. But like those are just, I think they might fall a little into like the abstract, strange stuff. Because I don't know if they're particularly going to be. I don't think they're going into being horror because like it's almost like it's comedy because it's like it's terrifying and scary imagery but like the whole i feel like the whole point is just it's kind of goofy and funny too like at the same time that this person i feel like the fact that it's scary is supposed to be funny you know you're just laid up it's you're you're up because presumably you're, you're not on youtube watching this you know you're you're uh up late at night watching some space goes coast to coast and then all of a sudden these infomercials come on totally catch you off guard and you're just like in the middle of the night you know as a kid staying up too late or maybe just some like you know stoned out of your mind and it's like you're just met with this terrifying stuff that's just gonna totally kill your buzz (laughs) make you turn off the tv if you're a kid but it's like i don't know it's like i can't tell is that horror because it's scary or is it comedy? Because in my head, I think it's supposed to be funny that these infomercials turn into these terrifying fever dreams. And then I guess kind of like along with that, um, one thing I watched recently, and I, I again, I, I would say almost 100% this is horror, but it's also hard to say that if it's horror or comedy. So I think that's the kind of tangent I'm into right now is I think comedy and horror can be very close, but like I think, you know, it's just mixing of genres. Um but um, I was watching because it finally seemed like it finished. And I was watching this when I was younger. And I'm so happy it finished because I watched all of it in one sitting. It was uh, Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. If you remember that or if you know about that, Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. Some of you should go on YouTube right now. It's a YouTube series. I absolutely adore it. It's so good. and It's terrifying, but it's also hilarious because it's terrifying. It's about these three puppets. And it's kind of supposed to be like Sesame Street and like they're every episode is like it's pretty short it's like i think six minutes each but like they uh some character comes alive and starts singing a song for them about some concept like creativity or um you know computers or love you know something very very again very sesame street-esque or you know very like nickelodeon jr but uh it, it quickly devolves into just very terrifying unnerving stuff where these characters singing these songs you can tell are becoming more and more sinister as the series goes on and i it's amazing and it's genius and i love it and is it horror is it comedy i don't know i feel like all abstract and surreal things especially video games um just get lumped right into horror immediately like i feel like that happens all the time um I played a game on the YouTube channel on the on OTH TV called uh, Phantom Bachula, and that game was weird. It had some scary parts, but it was mostly just weird. Is that just horror in itself because it's weird? You know, um, same thing with another game I recently played. 
that will probably be going up around the same time as this uh, podcast is uh, LSD Dream Emulator. Now that game, like they say, like the only thing it's trying to do, I guess, is be weird and trip and trippy. Um, and there are parts in it where I was like, I was legitimately frightened, but it wasn't like supposed to be scary and it's just weird. So it's like, are things just that are weird considered horror? I mean, like even when you look at like a Salvador Dali, um, painting, those are scary, but is it scary because it's meant to be scary or is it just scary because it's off putting because it's surrealist, you know? You know, and I think I think someone who really just, you know, he's just like right on the line with this stuff is um David Lynch, all of his stuff. We talked about him earlier with the um, you know, uh talking about uh Racerhead. But like is David Lynch most is most of his stuff horror or not? I feel like that's something that's like could be argued for or against. I don't know. Um I have a to be honest, I do have limited um David Lynch stuff under my belt. Like I've seen um Twin Peaks, which I love. I love Twin Peaks. And then um I seen Eraserhead and then um I was I didn't finish Mulahan uh, Drive. That wasn't the movie I was watching that I couldn't finish, by the way. Uh, I just didn't I just watched parts of it because I, I fell asleep. Um and I wasn't because it was boring, it's because I was tired. <laughs> but like even that movie, like that movie had a scare in it, but other than that it was pretty normal. Same thing with uh Twin Peaks and like they had a single like I actually remember specifically from both of those films there was like a single jump scare um but like other than that it was just weird like is it just is like a is a is a you know going into a dream world and talking to a little guy and him speaking backwards is that horror or is it just weird i mean it's off putting but is a weird is weird just something that gets lumped into horror like do we not have a separate thing for weird cuz i feel like those are two separate almost two separate feelings i guess like being actually scared and just being weirded out i don't know that one's like that's just i don't know that to me that's like the a good middle ground i can't um it's a middle ground i guess you know um those weird abstract surreal things do those count as horror and then um because it's scary to some extent but um and then what about stuff that you're just afraid of because you're like in a different part of your life uh, for instance, like, again, like what I was saying with me being a parent, a lot of films uh, where there's kids involved and a kid's in danger, I get immediately like hyper vigilant, you know, and it couldn't even, it's some, a lot of times it's not even a scary film. I mean, most times it's a scary film, but even just like a regular film, if a kid's in danger or crawling away, uh, I'll 100% get like freaked out, 100% every time. Um, it's just because I'm, that way you know i'm overprotecting my kid and so i feel that that uh i can't remember if it's empathy or sympathy towards what's happening to the kid on screen and then you know reverse that when i was a kid there's a lot of things i found very scary that today are not very scary um for instance uh i was terrified of the black cauldron i think i talked about that um in an earlier episode but like I was terrified of the Black Cauldron as a kid. It's terrifying. It's this kid. He goes on an adventure, and there's just this. It seems all happy, but then there's this horned king with his undead army. It's terrifying, and it terrified me as a kid. Is it a horror Disney cartoon? I mean, come on. Like you know, it's it, I was scared of it as a kid. I'm not scared of it now, but like you know, certain people find different things scary because you know, 
because that, that that brings up this is the point I'm trying to bring up that you know when I was a kid I found the black cauldron very scary and it was terrifying but obviously you would say well just because you find it scary doesn't mean it's a horror film it's just a scary kid you know you're scared because you're a kid well what about when you go into a theater and you watch a scary movie like something that's supposed to be a horror film you know it's it's marketed as a horror film and you don't find it scary does that make it not a horror film you know what I mean so like is black cauldron not a horror film just because I was a kid when I was afraid of it then when I went to watch the purge with my friends is it not a horror film because I wasn't at all scared and laughed through the film because you know it, it, it isn't it's it's interesting just to think about because like it it's uh it takes in that, that that to me is an example of just like how it almost it's like you're saying is is one can one person decide can one person decide if something's horror or not or does that have to be this consensus um and i think right now i'm just kind of digging into like the like the actual like just the genre system like is the genre system so i don't know but like you know that's the thing is like you're saying i can't decide that black cauldron is a horror film because i was a kid and i was afraid of it but then like okay can i just say any film i'm not afraid of isn't horror because that's a lot of films that are considered horror that you know i'm not i don't get afraid when i watch like 90 percent of the stuff that came out like in the 80s and 70s just because like i'm i've seen worse because i'm a you know i watch a lot of these films that doesn't all of a sudden say those aren't scary you know they're not horror especially like the old universal horror films those were terrifying to people growing up you know like back in the 40s and 50s but like you know now it's like we watch that and like well that's really interesting it's cool to appreciate the film but like we can't just say like oh that's not a horror film anymore though because i'm not afraid of it i'm not trying to like argue that black cauldron is like this horror film i'm just saying it's an interesting thing to think about um you know because on the uh, i don't know another one i was really afraid of as a kid was uh roger rabbit uh who framed roger rabbit when the judge you find out he's in a cartoon at the very end couldn't watch that film could not watch the end of that film i loved everything before that but during the part where his eyes bulge out and he gets that really high-pitched voice oh god i couldn't i just couldn't watch it um it terrified me um again i'm not arguing that roger rabbit is a horror film i'm just saying like it's 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 interesting to think about like telling a kid like oh that's not horror you're just a kid but like and then some people you know they just get afraid of movies for absolutely like a completely different reason you know maybe you just had an experience at some point in your life that means that something is particularly scary to you you know um and it has doesn't scare anyone else, but it's just like you particularly were like, oh, I had this experience that's similar to what's happening on the film, and that particularly terrifies me. So, you know, that's just something interesting. I don't know. It's just interesting. It's just interesting. So, like, I guess when you, you, you come down to it, you got, like, horror as a genre, which I was talking about was, like, you know, the icons and the tropes and, you know, the imagery. And then there's, like, horror as in, like, the scary aspect of it. Um came up with two really good examples of this because they're two very close um, things. And I think they like, you know, one of them is a perfect example of something that has all of the, like the tropes and stuff of horror, but isn't it all scary? And the other one, it has some of the tropes of horror, but for the most part, it's just like a regular cartoon, but it is terrifying because, and I would say it counts as horror just on the merit that it's scary itself. And that's um, Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo encouraged the cowardly dog. Scooby-Doo has tons of monsters. And I know it's like 
spoilers it's always just a guy in a mask but that's not true because you, you did you watch the direct-to-video scooby-doos with the zombie island because those zombies were real remember and then the ghoul school who can remember um you know the the vampire and the werewolf and the mummy girl when shaggy and scooby went to the ghoul school or the 13 ghosts of scooby-doo the one with flim flam and scrappy-doo those were all real monsters but it's just the fact that scooby-doo in itself isn't scary it's funny it's goofy but it has all of that stuff it has all of that just you know it takes tons of stuff from the horror genre it just isn't particularly scary courage the cowardly dog on the other hand is terrifying and like i know there is parts of carriage where there is like ghost and stuff but for the most part like think about like when like you think of courage as villains like there are other animals like he's a dog and one of his worst villains is cats um k-a-t-z not like multiple cats but like cats the 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 villain who's just a cat laquack who's just a duck you know he there's the there's the space chicken um there's um (laughs) there's tons this is like an alligator there's a cockroach all of his big villains for the most part are just other animals and i think in that sense genre wise He's just like a regular cartoon, like Mickey Mouse or Looney Tunes. You know, I think the only reoccurring villain he has who isn't just like an animal, pomorphic animal is that one Chinese guy, Dai Lung, you know. <laughs> but, you know, it's like he doesn't have like, uh, I don't know. And there, is, I mean, there is monsters, but in the monsters with themselves, though, like usually it's like it's something completely out of this world. Like, you know, like, um, like the violin girl from that one episode where she turns around, she's just some claymation monster. That's not like a tropey monster from horror. That's just a terrifying visage that someone made out of clay of a little girl. Or, um, you know, the, the one he's having the dream and that weird blue CGI mess tells him he's not perfect. Again, that's not tropey. That's almost David Lynchian. <laughs> it's terrifying, but it's not tropey of like horror. So I think... I think that's, I don't know, I'm just trying to make, like, a good example, you know. It's just, like, Scoop, it's, like, my thesis is Scooby-Doo encourage the coward of the dog. They're both horror for different reasons. This is all I'm trying to say. Yeah, just horror is hard to define, I guess. I mean, I made, I said that, and then I tried to define horror. But it's just, you know, it's just, it's just hard. Because um, there's, there's so much stuff that could be considered horror. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just weird. You know, it's just a weird, cool genre, though. I like it a lot, though. I think, and again, I get to get like pornography. It's just like, you know it when you see it. I don't know. And that's, I guess, you know, I guess that's good. That's a good way to end the episodes, talking about these things. that It's hard to tell if it's horror or not, because at the end of the day, I mean, like you can on like, I don't know. I think you can like take a piece of media like I did with Scooby-Doo and Courage the Cowardly Dog. And you can like pick it apart and say like, OK, well, Scooby-Doo, though it's not scary, it does have all these vampires and monsters and zombies and it's got all the tropes and it's got all the references. I do think this can be put into like the horror genre and then curse the cow dog. It's like, okay, it's kind of just a really messed up Looney tunes, but because it's messed up and scary, I would say it counts as horror. Um, but yeah, I think it has to be a case by case basis. I think that's just it. And I think you can have to make your argument and someone's probably going to make, someone's probably going to make an argument against you because that's just the nature of people. Um, but again, it's just like, I'm not trying to prove anything right now other than the only thing I proved in this video is my point of why Scooby-Doo encouraged the cowardly dog both count as horror for different reasons. But like, 
I I don't think you can just make a blanket term. I'm just throwing ideas out there because I know I like to, the only reason I listen to podcasts or radio shows or watch anything is it's just interesting to like take other people's, you know, when people are like spewing their opinions out, it's not because I want to just take their opinions and just accept them as fact. It's because I want to put them against mine and compare them and see like, oh yeah, that guy does make a point. Or like, oh wow, this guy, I don't know what he's talking about. Um, you know, whether I'm the former or the latter is just going to depend on what kind of person you are, honestly. Um, yeah, so this was a little bit of a different episode. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, uh, it's uh, I, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm, ex- I, I'm happy about it because, you know, I, it's kind of there's a lot it ended up being a little shorter and there's a lot of stuff I want to talk about you know, coming up with the uh, channel and the podcast. And, you know, it's, I, I'm not really sure where it's going, you know. Um, I'm not some guy who uh, sat down and was like, I'm going to make a plan of like how this is going to go, this podcast or uh, whatever. But, you know, first off, I want to say thank you for listening. Everything you listened to before this, that was the actual episode. I'm not going into, you know, stuff about the channel. So if you if you just listen to this one particular one and you're not interested in following the channel, maybe not so interesting, but just, you know, thank you for listening to this point so far. Just know from this point forward, I'm just going to be talking about the channel, you know. Uh, I do tend to ramble. So if this is a little disjointed and strange and informal, just know, um, yeah, that's just the nature of uh, my thought process and how I talk, you know. So... Yeah, I don't. I don't have a plan. I don't really have a plan. I'm just going for it because I I do think that's something you just need to do. Because that's the one thing I do think all these that, especially when I was watching like uh, "Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared" and stuff. It's just like you, when you when you feel the creative juices flowing, don't ignore it. Um, I I felt like for a long time I've wanted to do something like this, and I've always felt like I have to have a plan or something because you know. I don't want to just do it as a hobby. It'd be really cool if I could like, you know, make it something I do for a living, um, which, you know, is, I would love to do this as for a living. I'm being realistic. It might not happen. It might happen. Who knows? But I'm just going to put stuff out here. That's the thing though, is you can't just like plan, you can't plan that kind of thing. You do have to just continually make stuff because if there's one thing I know from being on the internet a long time is people just like it when people continually put out content when they are content creators they just put out stuff and so that's what i'm trying to do um the podcast i obviously just love rambling about horror movies and this one was a really fun one i actually did have a lot of fun because i do have a script but i was able to go off script for a lot of it and uh just kind of get out my ideas and stuff um i i think when i was doing the earthbound uh playthrough i was having a fun time just kind of vocally throwing up and just putting ideas out there and I kind of wanted to do it in a more organized way for this but less organized than I was doing for the podcast so that's what this basically was um I will do movie reviews still um usually do movie reviews but uh, I probably will do like more episodes about this because there's a lot of stuff particularly just in general about the genre I want to talk about um I have this really cool theory or hypothesis I guess um it's a term I use but you know it's called like Tim Burtonism versus Stephen Kingism. And uh, I would love to have an entire episode explaining that, um, why I use that term, uh, Burtonism versus Kingism. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, you know, with the YouTube channel, I there's a lot of stuff I want to put on the YouTube channel. I, I did last week or last podcast. I haven't posted a podcast in a 
while, but last podcast I talked about tokusatsu heroes and I felt I wasn't doing the movies justice because in when I'm talking about like the films, when I talk to, you know, when I talk about films that are like very cerebral and have lots of uh, story aspects and a lot of internal things, I feel like those are just so easy to talk about. Like you can just, cause you just, you're just taking ideas and you're just, you know, just extrapolating on them and you're going on and talking and talking and talking. And I do that very well. But with like tokusatsu, it's like I have to explain to you what the characters look like. It's like action and special effects and stuff. So it's very hard to explain that kind of stuff. You know, I don't feel like I'm doing it justice. Like Psycho Goreman, I was talking about how it's um, got amazing special effects, but the story's terrible. But that's terrible. That's and that. So I said, you know, watch it because the effects are great. But it's like I wasn't giving any examples of why the effects were great because I can't show you the effects. I can kind of describe them the best I can, but it's not going to be as good as just watching them. So I would have probably preferred to do a video about Psycho Goreman than talk about in podcasts which is something i'm kind of reevaluating right now like what do i put on the podcast what gets put onto the channel um because you know it's your your medium needs to uh complements what you're trying to do and if i'm talking about story stuff and stuff like what i just talked about for this episode the podcast works perfectly if i'm talking about something that has lots of special effects uh and lots of you know choreography or just you know in general more of visual experience i would probably be better off doing a video to convince someone to watch that you know what i mean you know what i mean so so i've been talking about like doing a podcast about godzilla and i love godzilla but whether or not i do him in the podcast is uh up in the air right now because i feel like he might be a video kind of thing that's this thing. I want to do videos is what I'm trying to say. Some videos for reviews. And I might go back and like splice the audio from some of the podcasts and put them into like a video to the footage. So it would be just the same audio. But I feel like, you know, especially like in Zyram when I'm talking about Zyram and I can't, I, I, I was just babbling because I couldn't t- figure out like how to describe the alien Zyram. And I'm like, God, how much easier would this be if I had a YouTube channel and I just put up a picture of Zyram right now? <laughs> so that's kind of the idea behind the um, behind the starting of the YouTube channel, along with doing the video games. And that's something I do want to get into. So for the video games with the YouTube channel, uh, obviously I've been putting up like the small videos that are just like little... Um, excerpts i guess of a, me playing a video game some of my reactions to it um those are kind of also just exercises in like practicing video editing but like you know so like not really reviews because i'm not really talking in, about the game in a lot of those videos but like you know seeing my reaction and like the imagery from the game might be enough to uh convince you to buy it and i'm also always and i'll always put the links to the games uh directly in my description so that you can, if you see a video I watch and or see a video I put up and most of them are pretty short for the most part, you can just go in itch.io or steam and you can uh, buy that game, which is, you know, so that was kind of the idea behind that. Um, I'm going to do a couple of long playthroughs too. I started the earth down, um, which I'm excited for. It's a game I've always wanted to play through. I'm pretty bad at playing games in the sense that, I will always start a game and never finish it. And there's very few games in my life that I've finished and, but I want to play through and I feel like recording them gives me an excuse, I guess, to play through them in their entirety. Cause I have, you know, it's, it's, I guess it schedules it, you know? Um, 
So, you know, like, oh, I need four more videos. So I'm going to do an hour more of uh, Earthbound. And so, yeah, I will do long playthroughs, um, which I have. I've planned a lot of different long playthroughs I want to do on the channel, um, mostly classic horror games. So you can expect that after Earthbound, I will definitely try to be playing through all the Resident Evils, um, at least the ones I can get to run on my PC. Um, so right now, so probably like one through four. And then, um, yeah, Silent Hills too. I would love to play the Silent Hill games. Um, just the classics, really. The classics I feel like I'm missing out on because along with my inability to finish games that are longer than 10 hours, um, I'm also terrified of horror games. So that might kind of seem weird to like make videos about horror games, but it's it's twofold. It's a twofold thing is um, A, uh, if I play horror games and I'm afraid of them, my reactions will be funnier and you'll be more likely to watch it. So that's like the kind of quick and easy, you know, clickbait answer. And then the second one is like, I want to be, I want to know them. They're a part of the genre. I want to be able to play these games because I know they're important. I feel like I'm missing out when we talk about, <laughs> when we, when, I just feel like I'm missing out like online discussions when people are talking about Silent Hill and I'm like, ooh, spoilers because I've been keeping those spoilers for a very long time for myself. And so I've, yeah, just feverishly like eggs out of forums that talk about Silent Hill spoilers. But, you know, I feel like I, I have to experience them. I want to experience them. It's just I'm a little bitch when it comes to video games um, or horror games, you know, movies. It's like it's very easy for me to watch a movie and disassociate. You know, I'm still a little creeped out, but I'm like, that's not me on screen. The video game, it's like, okay, that is me on screen. That is on the screen. That is my avatar. I am in control of them. And I get very easily jumpy by that. But I want to overcome that fear because the story and the monster designs and all the things I love about horror films. So that's just what to expect. Um, other things, I mean, like, I, I, I don't want to say, like, oh, I do everything. I'm a renaissance man. But, like, um, there is other things I want to practice. My, um, because I just, this is just something I enjoy doing. Um, I, I've, you know, I've want to practice animation, you know, I want to try to do little animated intros instead of ripping off, uh, the adult swim bumps. I, I want to put my writing out there because I, I've always referred to myself as a writer, but I've never really put my writing out there. And I would love to start putting my writing out there once I get some good stories, publish it probably under a pseudonym. So, because I'd like to stay anonymous. That's why I refer to myself as the mysterious host. Um, so yeah, you know, uh, I know that was a huge chunk of just like not horror content and just me talking about the channel and myself and what my plans are. But I feel like it's, you know, I feel like I've kind of just started this and didn't really explain it to anyone, which I don't, I know some people will be like, you don't have to explain anything to anyone. Just tell them. But like, I don't know. It's like, I'm talking for an hour and I ran out of things to talk about by the time I got to freaking Scooby-Doo. So <laughs> I figured this would be a good little block to just talk about the channel and all this stuff. And, you know, sometimes it's just nice to have a really long podcast because I know when I like, uh, the only reason I watch, but I listen to podcasts is because it's like when I'm drawing or doing uh, schoolwork or whatever, it's just like good background noise. So, yeah. Um, but that's about it. It's the second thank you of the episode, but like, you know, if you, uh, listened all the way this like you know past the first thank you to this thank you i want to especially thank you for uh, listening to all that because i would you know it's, it's fun i just like sharing my favorite things so thank you 
if you're invested in uh, this, uh, not money-wise, but like interest-wise, you're invested in this. Says, I will try to put out as much as I can. Yeah, thank you. And uh, I hope you have a great evening, you fool.